Blog Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. Nope. Righteous judgment of the Most High, who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deeds, to them who by patience yep. continue in some well-doing seat, nope. for glory and honor and immorality, yep. eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious and do not obey the yep. truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. You an African American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yep. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Yep. Nigga with back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gon' say it? Nope. We gon' explode. Yep. Yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yep. Do this knowledge cost? Nope. Hop in the book to my? Yep. Do you follow these laws? Nope. Do they still exist? Yep. Have time to wait?
you got to choose one Who you gonna choose the most I heard theater Two sides to choose from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose Who you gonna choose Got to choose Alright, alright, alright You gonna learn today Alright, alright, alright You gonna learn today all right, all right, all right, all right. Shalom, 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 and good morning. Welcome once again to another episode of Bible Talk. My name is Rashad. I'm one of the teachers here with the with the um, uh, with with Bible Talk. <laughs> As we keep changing uh, change our name, shalom. Uh, welcome to the show. Um, I'm broadcasting live uh, right now from uh, uh, my apartment here in, in San Antonio. Uh, today is November. Today is the first, ain't it? Yeah, today is November first. Um, shalom, everybody. Um, as you know, we are affiliated with, uh, with, with schools across the country. Uh, here in San Antonio it is the Sport of Truth, um, and they are located at 4444 Walsham, suite number 201, uh, San Antonio, Texas, 7218 being the address here. Um, they have classes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7.30 p.m. to 10.30 p.m., and then on Saturdays they have a Sabbath class starting at 10 a.m. Um, you can catch them live if you can't actually go to the school. You can catch them live on their YouTube channel, uh, San, uh, Sport of Truth, uh, San Antonio. All right, so we, uh, we invite you please check them out and support them. All right, your brother Wanda Iyad, brother Sam Shawan, brother Deliad, um, maybe hold it down. So uh, please check them out. Uh, they, they be doing their thing. For if you live in the Houston area, um, we have a school located at 231. FM Road 1092, Stafford, Texas, 77477. Um, uh, they have classes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday as well, and then also on Saturdays. On Mondays and Wednesdays, uh, you catch them at, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., and then on Fridays from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., and then on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., all right? Uh, you catch them live on YouTube on Wednesdays. Uh, matter of fact, tonight, uh, Wednesday, me and Wednesday night, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., and then again on, uh, at their YouTube channel, uh, SOW Houston, Texas, Stream of Wisdom, all right? And then on Saturdays uh, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., all right? Our school in Norfolk, which is located, which is called the SOW Norfolk, now the Stream of Wisdom, uh, Norfolk, Virginia, is located at 2610 Granby Street in Norfolk, Virginia, 23517, being the address there. They have classes every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m., and then on Saturday starting at 12 noon. All right, you can catch them live on Facebook Live. Um, they had a great class last night. The brother um, uh, uh, Shaquan Bar and and Bahar, uh, they was going over the Immaculate Conception. Did an excellent job with that. Uh, you can catch them live on Facebook Live every Tuesday and Thursday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We invite you to please check them out. Uh, and then on. Uh, Friday nights on YouTube, the YouTube channel, SOW Stream of Wisdom, YouTube, uh, from Friday nights at uh, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and then the Sabbath class, uh, Sabbath ceremony, on Saturday starting at 12 noon. For our school in Rochester, which is the SOW Rochester, New York, Stream of Wisdom, located at 1600 Lyle Avenue, suite number 1A, uh, Rochester, New York, 14606, being the address there. They also have class every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday as well. Uh, you can catch them on their YouTube channel, SOW Rochester, New York, Stream of Wisdom. Uh, classes are from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. And then on Saturday, starting at 10 a.m. All right. Um, 
Uh, we invite you to please check out Hidden Truth Bible Show uh, on YouTube, the Israelite Media Corps on YouTube, and Five Minutes of Wisdom on YouTube. And this just came to me yesterday. Let, let me pull this up in my messages, my messenger. <sighs> All right. Um, okay, I might get some text. Let me see here. All right, um, where am I at? Here we go. Brothers and sisters, I invite you to please check out on YouTube as well. Um, This is, I'm pulling it up, I'm pulling it up. If you check out Hidden Books, I need to add this, I need to add this, this to, uh, H I hidden books on on YouTube. Brothers and sisters, it's a show that that the uh, stream of wisdom just 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 started, and what they did, they're actually they set up a black screen with, with with lightning and thunder. You know, sometimes you um you want to fall asleep with scriptures. Uh, uh, listen to the scriptures. All right. And what they did was the first production that they put together is First Ezra, the first chapter with the black screen. And you can find this at Hidden Books right, on YouTube. It's a YouTube channel called Hidden Books. And it's a Hebrew Israelite reading First Ezra, the first chapter. And it's, it's on YouTube. And it, it's a 10-minute it's and 50-second... 10-minute clip, 11-minute clip, um, and it's a Hebrew Israelite with a very masculine, excellent reading voice that is not, you know, James Earl Jones, uh, it, it's not some some whoever uh, reading to Josephus, even women, whatever. It's a brother. It is a brother. It's actually the brother Ariah, um, uh, if you all know the brother Ariah from, uh, from Norfolk, um, and reading first as was the first chapter. So, Help you go to sleep at night. You can listen to scriptures, and it's the black screen, so you don't have all the crazy um, light or whatever in the room. It's the black screen, but you're able to listen to as as you're falling asleep to the Bible being read by a Hebrew Israelite brother, Hebrew Israelite by by, by us for us, Pubu. All right, so please check that out uh, at Hidden Books, um, and it's first as the first chapter in black screen. All right, excellent, excellent, excellent. Check it out. As well as, like I was saying, uh, Hidden Truth uh, Bible Show on YouTube, the Israel Media Corps on YouTube, and Five Minutes of Wisdom on YouTube as well. Uh, I'll present it to you by the Stream of Wisdom um, coming out of Houston, Norfolk, and Rochester. All right. Uh, for our school up in Albuquerque, for our uh, brothers and sisters up in Albuquerque, um, with uh, the brother Aish White Design and the brother Mike Ola, uh, uh the Fountain of Wisdom. Uh, you can locate, uh, locate their page on Facebook. Um, check them out. Do you some a favor and really check them out? They're doing some excellent work. Um, check them out. I, I can't say no better. Uh, if you would like more information, please reach out uh, to Brother Aisha White Design at area code 505 218 So he can accommodate you. Uh, any questions you might have, um, anything you got going on, reach out to Brother Aisha White Design and Brother Mike Ola. Um, oh, Michael Ben Israel on, on Facebook, Dr. Michael Ben Israel on Facebook, 
uh, and to check out the Fountain of Wisdom. All right. Um, beyond that, the only announcements coming up, which I'm trying to make everybody aware of, is coming up sundown, December 7th, um, is the Feast of Hanukkah. All right. It's the Feast of Dedication, otherwise known as Hanukkah. And that will be sundown, December, uh, sundown, December 7th, uh, 2023, uh, lasting through sundown, December 15th. 2023 is the Feast of Dedication or the Feast of Hanukkah. All right, just put that in everybody's ear uh, to get ready for the, 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 this, this celebration, for this for this, this uh, convocation that we have coming up. The dedication, we get a chance to rededicate ourselves like like the temple was re- uh, rededicated during the time of the Maccabees. All right, so please uh, stay in touch with the school that's close to you in your area. It is for YouTube or, or actually visiting the school so you, so you can be aware of, of, of how we're going to be observing and what we're doing for Hanukkah as, as it's rapidly approaching. All right? So with that, brothers and sisters, this is part of the show. I'd like to send up prayers for brothers and sisters and families across the nation, across the world. Um, uh, and I ask that if you don't actually say the prayer with me at this particular time, um, that you might get these names uh, that we go over. And add it to your own prayer list. Um, and understanding that the prayer of the righteous does avail much. Okay? So with that, um, we're going to uh, uh, send up this prayer. And we ask uh, our Father, which are in heaven, uh, again, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, that will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Father, we ask that you might send your spiritual, your, your great, powerful spiritual blessing. Um, to watch over, to bless, to heal, to strengthen, to help, to protect, to build up, Father, and that you might give your continued mercy. And, Father, as you reminded us in Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 through 26, that the Lord will bless thee and keep thee. The Lord will make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord will lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. So we ask you, Father, as we lift up these names to you, that, that you might that you might bless, and that you might keep, that you might make your face to shine upon and be gracious, and that you lift up your countenance and give peace to um, our sister Bobby Dixon. Father, we, ask that, uh, we raise it to you, uh, Sierra Leakey, the daughter of Brother David up there in, in, in Dallas. We lift, we lift up to you, Father, uh, the sister Abadiah, um, the wife of uh, Brother Lakama out there in Houston with the stream of wisdom. We lift up to you, Father, uh, Shaquat Gabar, uh, out there in, in, in Norfolk, Virginia. We lift up to you, Father, uh, Thalma Macha and his wife, Waradaya, from here in San Antonio with the Sword of Truth. We lift up to you, Father, our friend, John Spann. We lift up to you, Father, uh, Miss Catherine, otherwise known as Ma Dukes, the mother of our beloved brother, uh, uh, Tazapa. We lift up our friends, Father, up in Albuquerque, uh, Becky, Darrow, and Becky's sister, Carmen. Father, Father, I lift up to you, uh, to you in prayer. Uh, all my in-laws, the, the loving family, uh, Melvin, uh, Margaret, who is resting in your arms now, Father. I uh, lift uh, my my brother-in-law, Shemaiwan, uh, and his entire family, and my sister-in-law, Dondrea, uh, and and her son and and their families as they they're going through this this time right now, Father. Father, we lift up to you the, the, the family of our brother Jabbar Kawa, uh, the entire Coates family, Father. Father, we lift up to you our brother, 
Priest Kazakia out there in Nova Virginia and his entire family. Father, we lift up to you our brother Sahawan Mayam uh, out there in Houston holding down. We lift up to you, Father uh, Sahawan here in San Antonio, West Beverly. Father, we come to you and we ask that you might put your name upon our sister, Ayana, who is the wife of our brother Awana Aya uh, here in San Antonio. Father, we raise over to you uh, the daughter of our brother Tazapa and his wife, Arakaya, their daughter, Cece. Father, we raise unto you um, the daughter of our brother, Bonabad, and his wife, Kwadashaya, their daughter, Aliyah. And Father, we raise unto you um, the daughter of our brother, Gabarkawa, uh, and her mom, uh, uh, Anagasha, their daughter, Aizali. Father, continue prayers going up for our brother Tazapa and, and his family. Father, we raise it to you, the brother Kwadashkabar from out here in San Antonio. Father, I raise it to you, we raise it to you, our brother Yanawatan up there in Albuquerque. We raise it to you, Father, our family um, of Gabaya Allah and Anisha uh, and her mother, Ruthie Mae Johnson, as well as their niece and nephews, uh, Keontae and Rihanna out there in Florida. Father, I raise it to you, Brother Sean Kudash and his wife, Mariah, and their son, Kazakia, also out there in Florida, Father. Father, we raise it to you, Brother Lavander, Brother LV, and his mother, Pat Washington, out there in Los Angeles, California. Father, we raise it to you, our sister, Kwadashaya, the wife of our, of our brother, Bonabad. Father, we raise it to you, our friend, Sean Stark, Raise unto you our, our friend Sylvia Khan. Uh, continue prayers, Father, uh, to please be with uh, Shapar, who is the son of our brother Gabar Kawa out there in Albuquerque, who's, who really needs your help now, Father, and really needs some strength. We raise unto you also uh, his brother, uh, Ashwan, and their sister Mariah. Father, we raise up our brother Yama, who happens to be currently locked up. Uh, in the Lubbock County Jail at this particular time, Father. Father, we raise unto you um, our brother in Gallup, Yasha Allah, who is the brother of our brother Danya Allah, who is out there in Gallup as well. And Father, I, I send a prayer. I lift up to you, Father, uh, my parents, Eddie and Bobby Lee Morris, uh, up there in Albuquerque. And Father, it, 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 you had it written in Numbers chapter 6, verse 27. They shall put your name upon the children of Israel, and that you were blessed in Father. So we ask you, Father, to do these things, that you might get the glory, and that your son might be glorified as well. So we ask these things in, in his name, and, and putting uh, in esteeming others better than ourselves. We thank you always. The water of Yad. Amen. All right, all right, brothers and sisters, so got that done? All right, we got that done. We're 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 cooking with steam. We're cooking, <laughs> we're cooking with grease. I think I, I think that's the more proper term. Um, and speaking of cooking with grease, uh, y'all and I had fried chicken to you. Let your brother Gabarkawa uh, uh, cook you some fried chicken, or, or let you partake, let you let you uh, uh, taste of um, that delicacy called fried chicken. And I don't know how or why that just came up. I really don't know where that came from. It, it just hit me hard. 
that brother can can fry some chicken. And when it comes to serving up meat, don't sleep on brother Yanawathan. When it comes to brisket, it comes to I remember the first time I met the brother Yanawathan. Um is when he had his house uh in San Antonio over by Roman Oaks Mall. And I, I was visiting down from from, uh, from Atlanta when we had the camp, when we were uh, trying to set me in Atlanta. And I came down to San Antonio, and I stayed with him. And it was me, him, and his brother, Abanazar. And you know, so I brought, brought a small little grill out, small little, just, you know, little, you know, with the, with the, the little two wheels on it, with the, with the, with the, with the stand, whatever. Um, and the brother did some chicken breasts on the grill. I'm going to tell you right now, that was some of the, the juiciest chicken breast I think I've ever had. And it was done on the grill with, with, with I don't think he had, I think he had um, wood in, in there at the time. And that smoky flavor, the way he did that, and I don't know where I'm coming with all this food. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know why this hit me, but it, right now it is. Uh, maybe because, you know, it's just uh, from the topic and from the weather changing, Uh, and just kind of filling things going through it. Anyway, brothers and sisters, um, I want to continue on with, the, with, with this, this, this fourth part of the series, um, Idols of the Gentiles, uh, the uh, spiritual fornication. Uh, we've, been, we, we've been going into it, and we're going to continue with this, brothers and sisters. Um, I've been trying to, trying to find a good um, segue of how to get into to today's part of, of, of the class. Uh, and continuing from last week, continuing from Monday, as a matter of fact, continuing from Monday. Uh, on Monday, we was going over, uh, and I invite you, if you missed any part of the show, please go to www.blogtalkradio.com. Go to the search box, type in Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A, um, and go to, it's the uh, uh, Isles of the Gentiles, is the last that, that we're doing in this series. But this series actually begins with uh, the true birth of Christ is where this series is actually started with. And we've we gotten down to this part right here where now it's kind of a sub-series that we're dealing with the idols of the Gentiles. All right? I cannot recap everything I want to for those who might just be catching up, uh, but, but I, I, uh, it's going to take too much time. And we've got a lot of reading to do today, brother. So we've got a lot of reading, a lot of history we're going to get into. Um, uh, Monday we finished. We, we just finished off with going over. Uh, we 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 had read Galatians chapter five. As I, as I pull it back up, Galatians chapter five, verses nineteen through twenty-one. I'm going to read that again, and it says, "Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these: adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance." Emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I also told you in a time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. In, in this class, in the series that we're going over right now, brothers and sisters, um, why was this message so so so? Uh, Directed or given to the people of Galatia, 
And what we on Monday we was going over we we was doing the study about Galatia, what was happening in Galatia. And in this part of the series with the, the idols of the Gentiles, uh, we we've gone into speak of the chef himself. Speak of the chef himself. Hold on one second. Bonjour. I reached. Have I reached Gomar? Gomer? Have I reached Gomer? You 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 most definitely reached Mashab, but that's for damn sure. It's Kaloma. How about some Mashab Rakatah? Yeah, how about some Mashab Rakatah? What's going on, my brother? I was I I don't know where it came from. I was just talking about your fried chicken. Are you frying some chicken right now? It's too early. It's too early. All right. Did you do last night? Hey, you know, um, Family Dollar is, you know, they're, they're thinking about picking me up on on the recipe for uh, the cold chicken. You know what I mean? They, they're thinking about if I could fry some up and they could put it in the box and put it in the refrigerator and, you know. Man, hell no. <laughs> hell to that no. You need to have them. You need to You need to have them get you a barbecue grill, put that outside the door. Go ahead and, and get and get all that chicken thawed, and just have you just cooking and frying chicken all day long. Forget, <laughs> forget KFC, forget bushes, forget uh, Bojangles, forget uh, 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 churches, forget Popeyes. Uh, no, that right there has it, got to be. GQs. GQs. Hey, that's a catchy thing for some chicken, bro. Oh, so, I mean, if Shaq can do it, if Shaq can do it, if Purple Face can do it, why not? <laughs> why Why the hell not? Give, give everybody a good reason to come to Family Dollar and, 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 and protect it. <laughs> God, bro. Yes, yes sir. Um, yeah. Uh, so um, I'm fresh off the plantation today. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. You know, I I, I got a you know a couple of couple of hours before you know. <laughs> uh, you know. Right. 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 So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> your name is manager of 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 of, of, of General Dollar. No, it's not. It's about to walk. Paying me like I'm a manager. Oh, true, 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 true. I, I just, I, it is family cheap ass dollar. <laughs> you know, um, but you know, it's 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 going it's going good. Um, I got some good news. Um, okay. Um, Rosh Yes. Is getting um, he's, he's getting out of uh, out of uh, uh, the uh, daycare center, you know the understood. understood. Um, well, that's good. Today. That's a good news. Good, good, good. Today and um, uh, yeah, I mean you know we can we can talk about it, you know a little bit later on. Um, 
I was I was listening. I, I you know the last couple of minutes. Um, and uh, you're in uh, you're in Galatians, right? Yes, Galatians chapter five, verse uh, nineteen to twenty-one. Come, But if you want to go ahead and read that, I appreciate it. Yes, sir. I got you. It's not, you know, it's been a minute. <laughs> it has been. It has been. It's good to hear your voice. It definitely is good to hear your voice, man, for sure. Tom, Tom, it is my pleasure, sir. So we're in Galatians um, chapter 5 and verse, do you want me to start at 19? Yeah, uh, 19 through 21, yeah. 19 through 21. Okay, so starting at verse 19, Galatians 5. Yes. Um, and it reads, now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in past, in time past, that they would, they, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So we went over this on um, my uh, last show on, on Monday, um, and then we was going into, the re- we was doing research on Galatia. And why Paul had to write this to the Galatians, but in dealing dealing with this part of the series, um, Isles of the Gentiles, um, being the beginning of spiritual fornication, we were doing research on what was going on at Ephesians or Ephesus. Uh, from Acts chapter nineteen, uh, we really go, went into that and the different gods and the different um, uh, Gentile cults and paganism that was happening at Ephesus. That Ephesus was a major center of paganism. Uh, for when Paul wrote the letter to uh, to Timothy about how to deal what was going on in Ephesus and the type of of, of the botching type of things that was happening at Ephesus, uh, we've also gone into Corinth about when he wrote First Corinthians, uh, the type of fornication that was taking place at Corinth, where the type of fornication that, that was there among all the fornications was the act of the, the the sex cults were so rampant that it was no it was it was nothing for incest to take place. As far as the sex cults and sex rituals of the different pagan gods that was going on, sex, drugs, sex and drugs was rampant in Corinth. It was rampant in Ephesus. It was also rampant in Galatia. I mean, now Galatia is not a city, but Galatia is a region or a, a country. They actually had like about four or five cities within the country, which would say would be modern-day northern Turkey. And Galatia was another uh, uh, metropolis or epicenter where a lot of pagan worship was going on as well. And a lot of, of uh, in that pagan worship, there was a lot of, of sexual uh, uh, practices and rituals taking place. And as we're tracing all this, brothers and sisters, it's going back to throughout, throughout history, throughout societies, going all the way back to ancient Babylon and Assyria, which is where, after the flood, that's where, where mankind really kind of started after the flood. 
and with the very first empire going back to Nimrod and his wife, Ceramesis, and their son, Tammuz, who was supposed to be uh, uh, Nimrod reincarnated, that this story of the, the great, pow- a great powerful godlike father impregnating a, a, a mortal woman and her having a divine pregnancy and giving birth to a divine child known as Tammuz, that this story, this legend, this folklore, this paganism, going all the way back to then, has been in every society up to modern-day America, up to, modern, to the modern-day world. But it's had different names in different societies. So this is what we've been tracing and going into, and that this practices and these things that started going all the way back to right after the flood, that these sex practices and these rituals and, and, and the worshiping of these sex practices and rituals were related to agricultural gods. Um, that the agricultural gods and sky gods, uh, going to the queen of heaven, um, uh, under different names that that, 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 that entails, uh, to fertility gods, male fertility gods, that it would be these gods that come in, uh, uh, coming together uh, and having all these sexual rituals take place, that they would cause the rain to come uh, so that the crops could be watered. Uh, they would be responsible for how seeds got spread. But all this would be done or associated with some type of sex, some type of sex rituals. And the sex rituals would, would, would be of the most incestuous of incest as well and, and, as, well as uh, in, involving beasts as well as involving uh, heterosexual and uh, homosexual uh, rituals and, and, and rites, and even to the eating of blood. And, the, uh, uh, and then the music that was in, in came with all this, as we've gone over this part in the series, like modern-day rave music, um, uh, bass music, that this would, was the type of music that was being played when these rituals were taking place, where people get so inebriated, either so drunk or high off of, of the different type of, of, of herbs, different type of, of basically drugs, and just have these, these sex parties and just be going for it. And this, was, this is what led to temple prostitution from women, temple prostitution among men, that it was rampant. I mean, it, 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 and it prevailed in the ancient world going all the way back to before the Israelites came out of Egypt. Uh, going back to Nimrod, going, going back even to Noah and Ham, but we're going to cover that in, in another class, that, and it, spread, it, it came forth all the way to the year 2020, about to be the year 2024, that a lot of modern-day things that we look at and figure, well, it's just Friday night at the club, uh, it's just, uh, if it's just Carnival, if it's just Mardi Gras, if it's just Freaknik, if it's, it's just... Uh, uh, YOLO, um, if it's just, uh, just, just do it, if it's the different types of drugs uh, that people are taking and the sex that they have from different, taking all these different types of drugs, all this is related to these ancient pagan gods. That's where it all goes back to, um, living outside of yourself um, and enjoying pleasure um, to the highest degree. And as we were researching, that particularly in Corinth, and we're going to find out here in Ephesus also, that one of the major gods that, that was served was the god Dionysus, 
uh, under, under the Greek name and the god Bacchus under the Roman name that were, they were the gods of, of, of wine, inebriation, uh, and pleasure, as well as being the gods of the theater arts. And they was heavy into making sure you lived outside so that you would get inebriated, get drunk, get high, so that you would let go of any inhibitions, that you could blame it on the alcohol, and that whatever you gave yourself over to, if you wanted to be a man and dress as a woman, go ahead and do that. If you want to be a, a woman dressed as a man, you, want, you can do that. If you want to be a, a man dressed as a woman, but you have heterosexual sex, you can do that. But if you want to be a man who, now, who gets the, an operation, and they, they had sex change operations going all the way back to the days of Moses, to the days of the Egyptians, they, they was able to do, the, they had that technology, if you will, to where you could change your sex. All these things, what is the worship of all these pagan gods? And that what I'm the picture I'm trying to help paint also, brothers and sisters, and I got the brother Gabar here with me. The picture I'm trying to really help us establish is how prevalent paganism has seeped into the very fabric of modern day society to where we don't even realize it. Not just from the sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Not just from the from from the debauchery. Not just from the the, the parties, the orgies, the um. The, in, in, in cartoons now, with, with transgender car, and, and homosexual tra- cartoons, and with the uh, uh, in, in music, to just go out there and enjoy yourself. Whatever you want to do, do what you like. Whatever, whatever, be whatever shall be shall be. Case Sera, case um, I did it my way. That all this, and even gospel music, brothers and sisters, I, we don't we don't touch on that. That even gospel music, its origins, the, the music goes back to this pagan worship. It, it, that even goes back to pagan worship. And how a lot of the things that these pagans did, especially, and this, this is how it relates to the virgin birth of Christ, or the true birth of Christ, is that this notion that a spirit got Mary pregnant, impregnated her with the divine child, Jesus, that whole notion is pagan. Going back to Nimrod, Ceramicus, and Tammuz, that legend, that fable, it, 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 it is so heavily seeped with paganism, it's ridiculous. But it's, been, it's transcended to modern-day religion, modern-day worship, in the belief that the Holy Spirit, a spirit, a powerful spirit of, of, of a father who's not there, a.k.a. Nimrod when he died, impregnated a, a mortal woman, Nimrod's spirit impregnated his, his wife, Travis, after he was gone, and she gave birth to a divine son. Mary gave birth to Jesus, going back to Travis, um, giving birth to Tammuz, who was his reincarnated father. So that the, 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 the in essence, the, the mother had sex with her son. This goes all the way back in paganism, and it's really seeped in that, into where the worship of the mother was more pushed than the worship of the father, than the worship of God. So these are things that, that was going on in Galatia and Ephesus and Corinth. And as we touched on, were, were, were uh, 
even Christ had mentioned the fornication that was going on, going on at Pergamos, referring back to when Balaam had instructed Balak on how to get the Israelites to commit fornication with all their sex gods and sex rituals and, and entrapment. And we covered all that in, in part two of the series and in part one. So in continuing with today, continuing with today, and I, I'm glad, uh, Brother Gabarkawa, Brother Sisters, I, I'm, sorry, I'm glad he's on, on the line right now. I know he doesn't have it, but even if he did, it, it, it wouldn't matter right now. I, when I first started this series, The True Birth of Christ, I sent him like an outline <laughs> of The True Birth of Christ. And I believe when I sent it to him, it was only 20 pages at the time when I first sent it to him. <laughs> you said only 20 pages. Okay. <laughs> yes, well, was, re- yeah. re- reason I say but, it was it was only 20 pages in because right now I, I'm at 137. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, Ecclesiasticus, uh, 43 and 30 says that we could, we could, we could, we can never do enough. You know, we, we, we but, can never do anything. We, we can, and but the, the, these, uh, the term that I'm, I'm, I'm borrowing from, from the brother of fire is these rabbit holes. That that once we get started and we start into this research, these rabbit holes open up, and you know these rabbit holes go deep. They go deep to where I'm like, from what I originally started, and wanted to discover about. I wanted to go over the virgin birth, of, the, the true birth of Christ. Um, coming off of the series that we was doing about Christ, about denying Christ that when we associate the Holy Spirit, a, a spirit, getting Mary pregnant, and that's how she gave birth to Christ, that is so pagan in thought and in origin that in believing that, we deny the biblical narrative and facts and history about why Jesus Christ, the Savior of the nation of Israel, it it, it, it totally the, the pagan origins of, of of that belief, it disannuls the true origin, birth, and reason why Christ came, why He was born, as we've been taught and conditioned to believe in that pagan lie that a spirit impregnated Mary. And one of the really kind of go through that is that we don't want to be, we don't want to deny Christ, especially if we're in these last days. We don't want to deny Christ, but have to come back and really get an understanding. I'm, I'm really trying to paint a picture and, and, a, and a solid foundation. And it's not a quick thing, obviously. It's not something quick, but really trying to get a foundation established that there's so many beliefs and so many things that we hold on to that, that we don't really consider, that we don't really look at, or we don't really, um, um, you know what I mean, it cross our mind that a lot of the beliefs that we've been taught to believe in that we hold on to, a lot of tradition and customs, it's pagan. Just the names have changed. But the actual traditions, the rites, the customs, and the rituals that we partake in, that we don't realize are rituals. We think it's just everyday living. We think we're just living our lives. That these things are so, so infused with paganism, it's ridiculous. So this is why the, the purpose of, of why we're having the, um, these series stretch on the way they stretch on. 
to, to, to even stress the surface of the impact that paganism has had going all the way back from the days of Nimrod. And then if we, you know, going into that research, that Nimrod got all that from his father, Cush, who got that from his father, Ham, who was alive for, on the other side of the flood. That Ham was, was born about 100 years before the flood even came. So Ham was very um, uh, knowledgeable about the, the customs, the rituals, and the way of, that people were living on the other side of the flood, that he carried those same practices, those same religions, those same philosophies with him in surviving the flood, and then taught this stuff to his son Canaan, uh, Ham, his son Canaan, and then the Canaanites, and, and, and it just being spread throughout the, throughout the whole world. Throughout the whole world. All right, so in moving on, I got some history I got to read right now. You, uh, you might be able to pull this up. Oh, shit. It's a lot of reading. It's a, it's a lot of reading. I wish I, 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 knew, I, wish I knew you was going to be coming in. I could, I could have emailed this to you. Because it's a lot of reading. All right, I'm going to read this, and then I got some scripture I'm going to read. All right, brother says, I'm going right now to uh, Britannica.com. All right, I'm going right now to Britannica.com, um, you know, the Britannica uh, Encyclopedia, and I'm going under the article, The Great Mother of the Gods. All right, The Great Mother of the Gods from the Encyclopedia Britannica. All right, The Great Mother of the Gods from the Encyclopedia Encyclopedia Britannica. And this is coming off of what we finished off on uh, Monday about the, all the different gods that was being heavily worshipped in Galatia when Paul wrote the letter to Galatia about the works of the flesh and how, how, how their whole society was about the flesh. Their whole society was about the first thing you talked about, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred. The whole list that we just read in Galatia, I mean, it was wild. As I'm doing this research, brothers and sisters, if, I, if this might help, there wasn't just one sin city. Like, like here in America, we consider Las Vegas to be sin city. They call um, Las Vegas sin city. But, you know, Las Vegas has its own brand of, of, of wickedness and, 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 and things that it gets into. But you go to New York, and they might have, like, the gambling, but the lifestyles that are in New York City, and New York City being its own metropolis, New York City being its own style of wickedness. Then you might go to, to, to San Francisco where the prevalent lifestyle in San Francisco caters to those type of people in San Francisco. Then you have the, the, in Atlanta, you get a, a certain brand of, 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 of debauchery, a certain brand of, 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 of uh, liberty that might take place in Atlanta, which might dip, be different from another major city like Miami. 
which might be different from another major city like Chicago, which might be different from another uh, major city like Los Angeles. That these cities were that we read about in the New Testament, these places in the New Testament, will be similar to to to, to places like that in America today. All right, where, where each particular city has its own brand of culture. I guess that's the word I'm going to use. Its own own type of culture that caters to a certain type of, 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 of lifestyle within each one of these cities that differs from another city. But it's, uh, it's all still idolatry. It's all still fornication. It's all still off. All right? So from this article in Britannica, the Encyclopedia Britannica, uh, the mother, uh, uh, the great mother of the gods, right? The great mother of the gods. I'm going to read this, and then I'm going to bring uh, the bar in. Uh, we're going to read some scriptures. So what I did here also, brothers and sisters, was I'm not getting a whole article. It's a huge-ass article, but a certain paragraph, certain things I wanted to read from this article that, that we wanted to focus in on. But you're more than – it's at your fingertips to go and look these things up uh, for yourself also. All right? So the great mother of the gods reads as such. The great mother of the gods, also called Sybil or Sibeli, or Agadispus, ancient Oriental and Greco-Roman deity. I hope we're hearing this now. It says this is ancient Oriental, meaning of the East or of Asia, and a Greco-Roman deity known by a variety of local names that according to whatever society you might be in, um, that it's all referring to the same, the same entity, but this entity had different names. This is what we're going to find out. This is what, this is what, what, what we've been studying. It says, the name Sybil uh, predominates in Greek and Roman uh, literature from about the 5th century B.C. onward. So about 500 centuries before Christ, the, this worship, this, this name Sybil, was heavy in the Greco-Roman history. All right? Her full official Roman name was Matter. Uh, Dion Magna Idea, Great Idean Mother of the Gods. In all her aspects, Roman, Greek, and Oriental, the Great Mother was characterized by essentially the same qualities. Notice how she's called the Great Mother. How it's about giving homage to the woman, the mother, which goes back to after Nimrod died. In order for Ceramicus to keep control of the empire, they had to make the focus about her and how she was not impregnated by the spirit of her dead, conquering, powerful, godlike husband so that she could maintain power over the Babylonian and Assyrian empire and, and the peoples of the world at that time after Nimrod died. So this is transcended now all the way to the Greco-Roman times where this same legend the same paganism is now called by a different name, but the Great Mother. So it says the Great Mother was characterized by essentially the same qualities. Most prominent among them was her universal motherhood. She was the great parent, not only of, of gods, but also of human beings and beasts. She was called the Mountain Mother, and special emphasis was placed on her Maternity over wild nature. She, uh, this was manifested by the orgiastic 
character of her worship. Notice how she's related to Mother Nature. Gaia, Rhea, Mother Nature, an agricultural goddess responsible for, for, for crops, for the animals, for, 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 for life, and for death. All this going back to Nimrod, Ceramicus, and Tammuz, and, and throughout society from that society, from that time all the way up through Greco-Roman times. This deity was worshipped, again, with the same qualities, but under different names. Today, we would call it Mother Nature, Gaia, all right? And it says, she uh, was manifested by the orgiastic character of her worship. Orgiastic, as we looked up, brothers and sisters, it means orgies. That her worship was related to sex, just letting go. Experiencing life to its fullest. Giving yourself to whatever pleasure is available to you. Reading on. Her mythical attendants, the uh, Koibantes, were wild, half-demonic beings. Her priest, the Gali, castrated themselves on offering her and entering her service. Con. Oh, you got it. You got it. Con. Go ahead, bro. Con. Go ahead, please. Okay, so it, it, it reads, her priests of uh, the godly castrated themselves on entering her service. The self-mutilation was justified by the myth that her lover, the fertility god, Addis, had emasculated himself under a pine tree where he bled to death. Now, remember, we've been over this in, in this whole series. Remember that when Nimrod died, his body was cut in different pieces. And the only part that they, that they found was his penis. And his penis was represented by the evergreen tree. That the evergreen tree, because it, it, it represented his power during winter of, of, of rejuvenation, of, of coming back, that that's why they set up the evergreen tree on his birthday, December 25th. And that presence of gold and of silver and of jewels would be brought to the tree to honor him. Now, we, we, we was going over this, brothers and sisters, about how throughout through the ages that this myth about or this thing about the evergreen tree, going back to Nimrod, this where the custom Christmas trees came up from. But when we go back and we, we was studying about, let me go here, read up a little bit. Um, Oh, come on now. Give me one second, y'all. Give me one second to find this. Uh, Zeus, when we, when we were studying Zeus and Dionysus, Zeus and Bacchus, remember that Zeus, being the all-powerful god, impregnated a mortal woman. And in impregnating this mortal woman, she gave birth to a divine god, a divine child named with the Greeks, Dionysus, and with the Romans, Bacchus. But that Zeus's god wife, Hera, was jealous of, 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 the, of, of what was going on and wanted to kill the child. 
and want to kill the child, Zeus hid the child in his thigh under his testicles. And that's where we also get um, uh, the pine reefs from. That's where we get the mistletoe from. That's where we, uh, that comes from. Again, going back to genitalia, going back to the phallic symbol, going back to the obelisk uh, of the Egyptian, the same as the Washington Monument there in, in Washington, D.C. That's an obelisk which represents, again, no different than the, the, the evergreen tree, which is the penis of Nimrod or the penis of Bacchus or Dionysus. That what Gabar just read, can you read that part again, please, Doc? Um, it says her priests, the galleys, castrated themselves on entering her service. The self-mutilation was justified by the myth that her lover, the fertility god, Addis, had emasculated himself under a pine tree where he bled to death. Okay. Now, this ritual of a man cutting off his, his genitals, Today they would call it transgender. This thing is not anything new. This custom, this tradition, this debauchery, this self-mutilation is not new. I'm asking Brother Gabar to stay where we're at as far as here in, in uh, Britannica, but can we get Deuteronomy chapter 23 and verse 1? Time. Can I get Deuteronomy chapter 23 and verse 1? Let's read that. Deuteronomy chapter 23. <clears throat> Give me a second here. Deuteronomy chapter 23 and verse 1 reads, He that is wounded in the stones or hath his privy member cut off shall not enter into the congregation of the Lord. This is what a law Moses had to give the Israelites because this custom, this ritual was, was so rampant among the, the, especially the Canaanites that had, had, had preoccupied our land before, before we, while we were in Egypt. These, these customs, these rituals of them serving their gods, again, goes back to Nimrod, who had conquered the earth at one time. And these, this religion, these practices, they had been around since the flood of a man cutting off his private part in honor of being free, in honor of worshiping whatever God, whatever pleasure, whatever he was giving himself over to. This, was, this became a religion. No different than today, this belief about I was born this way or... or or I'm a woman trapped in a man's body, so I'm going to cut off my private member. I'm going to cut off my stones and so I can be who I want to be, who I, who, I believe I, who I believe in myself, who I am. This ain't nothing new, brothers and sisters. This is, this is fornication. These are forms of fornication. And this is the stuff that the Most High God did not want the Israelites to partake in. This is where he, wanted, he, he severed us from the other nations. He did not want the Israelites 
This is not how he wanted to be worshipped. This is not how he wanted to, as if God made it, was confused in how, how somebody was born. That, this, is, this is what he was trying to keep the Israelites away from. But we ran greedily after this madness. And we have been ever since we came out of Egypt. And mind you, this practice was prevalent in Egypt as well. These fornications, these customs, these, these rituals, God was trying to separate the Israelites from the Egyptians and from the Canaanites and from the rest of the world, that these were the things that the rest of the world was given over to. And we look and see today how the world has given themselves over to these very same things. Give yourself over to pleasure, live outside of yourself, to where you can even have your private member cut off. And if you're a man, have your private member cut off so you can be who you want to be. You can be free. And remember, the, the worship of Dionysus and of Bacchus is whatever gives you pleasure, do it. If that's how you feel, live outside of yourself. And if you have to stay drunk, high, uh, inebriated, whatever it is, that you're not living, that you can be free, that you can be liberal, then do it. Just give yourself over to it. So this custom and this thing that was heavy in Galatia, in Ephesus, in Europe and Asia during the time of Christ and the apostles, this is what they was trying to keep people, like for those Israelites that were coming back into the knowledge of, of, of who they were and coming back to the, to the worship of the true God, this is what Paul was trying to warn and, and the apostles was trying to warn and keep people from. This is what was the unclean things that they were doing. That if you're doing these things, you're not going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Going back to the law, like, like the brother Gabar Kawad just read. If you can read it again. One, Deuteronomy chapter 23 and verse 1 reads, He that is wounded in the stones or hath his privy member cut off shall not enter into the congregation of the Lord. And again, we can see where... where this transgender belief, this LBGTQ um, uh, uh, philosophies and doctrines and religion is seeping into, I mean, it's, it's in every media source we can go to. It's in comic books. It's in cartoons. It's, it's in uh, TV shows. It's in, it's in, it's in uh, PG and G-rated movies as well as R-rated movies. It, it's everywhere. It's in music videos. It's, it's, it's we can't get away. It's, in, it's, in, it's in all over social media. This push of if it makes you feel good, then do it. And if anybody tries to try, tries to withhold you from that, that that's not going to be a hate crime. They're not letting you be free to be who you want to be. They're not letting you be at liberty to experience all there is to experience. They're trying to keep you in a box. They're trying to keep you down. If we, but if we can't see this, this is the push right now, but this is how things were. This was the state of the world during the time of Paul in Galatia, during the time of the apostles um, uh, in that first century, that they were trying to pull Israelites away from to be holy, meaning set apart, to be clean, to sanctify their minds. 
to wash their minds from these type of things. And remember, Christ told us, as in the days of Noah, so shall be when he returns. These were the same type of rituals and same type of things that people would give themselves over to by the most high to bring the flood in the first place. And how, again, how, think about it, brothers and sisters. How, how, how much did, it, did the whole world get absorbed with these practices that God had to kill everybody but eight people? How bad did things get? How, how much did this mindset of just give yourself to whatever pleasure you want to in the worship of your God, even if you made your God, yourself a God, that it got that bad that he had to wipe out the entire planet, humans and animals? How bad was it and how bad is it getting today? Do we really think that these gods that, that, that was being worshipped back then had just went away, or have they been called by different names? If we can go back to, uh, to the article, All right? If we can go back to the article. Um, we are uh, where, he, where he bled to death. Yes. At Sybil's annual festival, which ranges from March 15th through the 27th, a pine tree was cut and brought to her shrine. Uh, again, a tree was cut down. An evergreen tree was cut and, and was cut down and brought to her shrine. This is in Galatia. This had nothing to do with Christmas. Not a damn thing to do with Christmas. Or bringing a tree to a shrine. And what the tree represented. And bringing gifts to the tree. And what it represented. This is pagan. Reading on, reading on. Khan, where it was honored as a god and adorned with violets, considered to have sprung from the blood of Addis, on March 24th, the Day of Blood, her chief priest, the Archigallus, drew blood from his arms and offered it to her to the music of cymbals, drums, and flutes, while the lower clergy whirled madly and slashed themselves to bespatter the altar and the sacred pine with their blood. This here, if this, remember in, in uh, uh, Blade's first movie? Con, um, when they were in the club. Yes. Right, and the sprinkler system. Yes. Con. They're trying to give it a, a, a visual. Of getting yourselves over to listen, the music was what cymbals, drums, and flutes. Con, it's it, it was it, it's it's the you know the rave music, and um, everybody's under the influence of uh, ecstasy. Um, you know, Molly's, uh, uh, cocaine, crack, whatever the hell it might be, fentanyl, and just give yourselves over to just the sensations. 
Prince music. Just going for it. Being being an, an, an androgynous. Androgynous. You're a man, but you dress like a woman. So if if the if, if the lights is is flashing and going, the music, the beat and everything is going, and you're under an influence and whatever happens, happens. The David Lloyd music. I know I'm going back quite a ways, but this this whole thing of of just just do, YOLO. You only live once. The from from in, in the club the the uh, Simple on syrup, codeine, whatever it is, just give yourself over to it. Blame it on the alcohol. Just let it rain. Right, you're not, you're not, you're not living if you're not doing. You're, you're, you're not. Come on. <laughs> no, say it, please, please bring it out. No, please. no, you're, 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 not, you're not living if, if if you're not doing this. You're just, you know, I. You know, Cat Williams said, "I don't know what you're doing if you're not if you're not getting high and smoking weed and doing all of this. You know, I don't know what you're doing with your life. You're not living. Time. If, you know, if you're not doing it, if you're not doing everything that's contrary to the Heavenly Father's, um, you know, law, statutes, and commandments, you're you're not living. You're dead." Which in in a way is is true. We're 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 dead to the to the world, and 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 it's you know it's it's things. But huh, that's 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 the influence. The influence is to just do it, to just let go, to to be out of control. This is what living is about. When they say live, be the best you you can be. Right. Don't let nothing hold you back or hold you down, brothers. I'm, I'm trying to get to understand that whole mentality is pagan to where it's in the modern day churches of today, the so-called Christian churches of today. That is prevalent. Hold on to your dreams. Follow us in your heart. And remember, we, we, part of the Baptist worship and Dionysus worship was giving yourself over to dreams. They were also the gods of the dream world. Go get high, go get whatever, and have a dream. And then let that direct your life. And they were already the, the, the sky gods. Dealing with, with, with the sun, moon, and stars and the constellation, the zodiacs, the queens of heaven already dealing with, with the queen of heaven being the, the full moon. And I remember birthday cakes or cakes, period, the reason you like candles on a cake is the candle represents the illumination of the moon and worshiping of the moon. And you blow the light out like when the moon goes from the full moon to the dark moon. And you make a wish. But I, I, I don't know how, 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 how I'm at a, a lot of trying to help us see. I'm saying like this. 
try to help us see how much the devil has impacted and, and how wicked this world is. And how many of us uh, participate in a lot of these things, and we think it's all simple fun. We just think it's just, it, that we're just, it's simple traditions, and that people who read the Bible and people who bring this type of stuff out that we're that we're just extremists, we're fanatics. It's not really that bad. It's, it's, it's evident, and you know, we just we just finished up the uh, the, the the Halloween thing, right? You know, oh, brother, time. Right? Because it, it, it's about the, the influence of it is about being what, whatever you want to be. That's what the, that whole concept of masks and costumes. I want to be this. I, you know, I, that, that's, that's the whole influence. Okay. It's, it, 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 it's all peg, it's all paganistic. And I could be something. I could be something else. I can, I can, I can get whatever I want if I do a trick, or you know, whatever, or, or treat yourself. You know, yes. it's it, 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 that's that's the influence that we just came out of. That was that was that was last night. For 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 being some something I'm not. I get a treat for it. I get a reward for it. I get a blessing for it. If I dress up as a cat, a witch, a dog, a transformer, uh, uh, a Pokemon, whatever the hell, uh, a prince maid or, or whatever, I can do it with liberty. I can do it with, 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 uh, without restraint. And I'm going to get a treat for it. I'm going to get some type of blessing for it. And let's make sure we, we try and seep this type of mentality into children so they grow up with this. And then let's add a little simple slogan. It's for the kids. It's for the kids. We, didn't, we, we went into Dionysus and Bacchus worship. That they would that they would kidnap, they would get so inebriated, so drunk, so twisted, and then get the munchies. That and them getting the munchies, they would literally go and just they would literally chase down animals and start eating them raw. And then when that wasn't enough of an adrenaline rush, they would they would they start to do it with human beings, with youth. And that they was having sex with these, these young children also. And we look and we wonder about why there's so many missing children today. Do we really think that these rituals have just gone away? And we're just living in America? Come on, y'all. But let's read on with this article. Let's please read on with this article. So we stopped at... Um the altar and the sacred pine with their blood on March 27th, the silver statue of the goddess with the sacred stone set in its head was born in procession and bathed in the Almo, a tributary of the Tiber river. All right. Uh, reading on. Sybil's ecstatic. Okay, okay, we're going to jump down. 
I, I don't know where it might be at in, in, in the article, but we're going to jump down to the paragraph where it says, Mother Goddess figures are found in almost every ancient religion. Time. I got it. We're going to start there. All right. Time. Um, mothers, mother goddess figures are found in almost every ancient religion, but these figures, who were usually only goddesses of fertility and reproduction in general, should not be confused with the great mother of gods, who was regarded as a giver of life to gods, human beings, and beasts alike. So mother goddess figures are found in almost where? In almost every ancient religion. Almost every ancient religion. Go ahead. But these figures, who were usually only goddesses of fertility and reproduction in general, should not be confused with the great mother of the gods, who was regarded as the giver of life to gods, human beings, and beasts alike. Cool. I want to give this part here where it says the mother goddesses of fertility and reproduction. Okay? From there, we're going to go to another website, worldhistory.org. All right, we're going to go to another uh, uh, website called worldhistory.org. I'm going to look up uh, Sybil, C-Y-B-E-L-E. All right, we're going to go to worldhistory.org, um, and we're going to look up the article for Sybil, C-Y-B-E-L-E. All right, and again, this was another one of the, 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 the uh, major goddesses. Uh, her cult was worshipped heavily in the, Greco- in the Greco- Greco-Roman world, uh, but as Sybil, but it goes all the way back to just about every ancient religion on the planet, going all the way back to Babylon and Assyria with Nimrod, Ceramicus, and Tammuz. All right? And that th- these were the things and the customs and the rituals that the Most High did not want the chosen people, the Israelites, to partake in. This is called fornication. All right? Um, brother, do you have that? I believe I do. It, it starts out with history's ver- history verifies the importance. Uh, or do I need to go further? Jump, down? jump, down, jump down one paragraph where it says Romans adopted yeah. the pantheon of Greek gods. Okay, let me see. Romans' way of life, especially terroristic. Um. The Hellenic culture. Um, Give me one second, one second, one second. I'm just looking. Uh, I just sent you the link I have. Yeah, um, came came open. Um, 
What I what I do have is Sybil was the mistress of wild nature. Uh, uh, I want to say yeah. Uh, Greek gods in Rome, the Hellenic culture. And uh, it, it it starts out with uh, wild Bacchus and Dionysus, or or Dionysus uh, to the Greeks was the most notable of these cults. Uh, one second, one second, I'm gonna find it. Okay, you see the the the, the as you as you scroll down the first big picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the statue, right? Yeah, and then right next to that it says, um, right after, uh, um, uh, the Hellenic civilization in red. It says the Romans adopted the pantheon of Greek gods. Okay, I got it. I got it. We're gonna start. We're gonna start right there. Come, come. Um, along with other aspects of the Hellenic civilization, the Romans adopted the pantheon of Greek gods. So the Romans adopted the pantheon of Greek gods. That the the Greek mythology, the Romans adopted it. All right? But we understand, we know the Greeks adopted their their mythology from the Egyptians, who goes back to the Babylonians and the Assyrians. All right? It's all connected. So Romans adopted the pantheon of Greek gods. Reading on. Con, although they changed many of their names, however, besides this array of deities, they also acquired several of their cults, and cults were not always welcomed by those in authority, a concept that would carry through into the empire, while Bacchus and Dionysus, or Dionysus, to the Greeks, was the most notable of these cults and to those in authority, and considered the most threatening to social order. This also brought a less menacing sect, the cult of Sybil. This brought also the, the cult of Sybil. So we're dealing with Bacchus, which is the Roman name, Dionysus, which is the Greek name of fertility gods that we, we've covered, and it's also led to the cult of Sybil. We're going to jump down to where it says in, in 186 uh, BCE. Uh, in 186 BCE, the Roman Senate, recognizing a potential menace, suppressed the worship of the Greek god of wine, Dionysus. Known to the Romans as Bacchus, his worship is best remembered for its intoxicating festival held on March 17th a day when a Roman male youth would supposedly become a man. Do you understand what this is is saying? Either these these youth, these male youth, were sodomized, and that's what made them men, or the sex orgies where they would just take women and now become a man. This was part of the worship of Bacchus, 
and Dionysus. Like the men, the men boy lovers of America, it's time for this young man to become a man. Reading on. Uh, um, a day when a Roman male youth would supposedly become a man, the cult was viewed as being excessively brutal, supposedly involving ritual murder and sexual access. To the males or to the children who did not want to participate in this, it could lead to their death. Or the murder of these young these 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 these, these young people, which extends going back to the worship of Molech, where children would be burned alive. But remember, in being burned alive, that's when that fear of the fight or flight uh, would, would, would 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 take place in in in, in a body, and it would it would release the endorphins, release the dopamine release the adrenaline into the blood and then these children's blood would be collected, it would drain and we collected and this is where they would literally be drinking the blood and getting high and getting drunk off of the blood from how they just terrified and tortured these children and to have all these different chemicals released essentially giving them what we consider like the fountain of youth because remember God told Noah that what the the blood the life is in the blood. So a lot of these cults, they would be given to that type of blood worship. The eating um, of the blood. What are you gonna say? Um, monsters. Mon- the you know, as we're speaking about the children, this is this is this is the main target. Remember in Monsters Inc. The what what was what was um, the main resource of the monster city or village or whatever you want to call it, Monsters Inc. was the fear of the children. Remember? Yeah, I, I didn't see Monsters. Inc. I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't see Monsters Inc. You didn't see Monsters Inc. Oh, okay, no. so that was. That was a, a, a really big Disney Pixar <laughs> film. Okay. With Toy Story and all of that, and it was it, it's called Monsters Inc. And um, what it would what it entailed is a different dimension where the monsters lived. They would come into your child's room. Through through the closet and and scare scare the children and they would collect the screams. Yeah. <laughs> they would collect the screams and that was the energy, the main resource, children's fear. Like we just read with the with and and how you went into it about the endorphin of the releasing of the fear, that spirit going into the yes. blood, and they would get high off of that. That's that's what that's exactly what that Pixar so-called 
children's movie was about. And, and that that's why when you go camping, to tell those ghost stories or horror stories around a campfire, again, that, that fire being the, the, the God Molech will be either a, a giant metal owl or a giant hollow bull where you put the kids inside that bull and as you lit the fire and it would heat up these, 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 the, 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 the bull would be made out of brass, either brass or bronze. And you got these children inside of it and it being hollow that their screams, their death screams, that the way the, 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 it, the, the, this, this, this thing was made, that it would bellow that you like coming out of the mouth it would bellow and it would make this sound and uh, it is literally the kids being cooked to death the kids literally being frightened and cooked to death so you're telling camp you're telling these these horror stories these these, these around the campfire that you're getting all this fear started around the fire oh that goes back to molek all this was being practiced very heavily so we're thinking it's just you know we're cooking s'mores around the fire, and and just telling these, right. these, these 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 ghost stories or whatever. We don't have no clue where that started from or what, what what we're doing or even why, but it's supposed to be a tradition that we're supposed to keep up with. The whole thing about you know uh, from like Freddy Krueger to, to 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 Jason to Halloween to Chucky, scaring the kids, scaring the kids. Why? Scaring the young people, and it's always got to be bloody. It's always got to be gory. You think Stephen King is really that great or got that much of an imagination? <laughs> Come on, y'all. We gotta wake up. It says the cult was viewed as being excessively brutal supposedly involving ritual murder and sexual excess. These practices and these cults have not gone anywhere. Epstein Island, what's that all about? Come on, this has got me going thinking about Michael Jackson's thriller. How the fuck that made number one? (laughs) For what, what was it like? A whole year? <laughs> Down there. Like, it was like almost 52 weeks. You know, and then uh, the, actual, the, the, the the sexual access. You know. Come on, if you if you can't think about Prince and Vanity Six and uh, Patti LaBelle, Uchi Gucci Guy, Shishwa, the whole androgynous sex, drugs, and rock and roll, um, Diana Ross. I mean the whole the whole uh, Tina Turner. Come on, y'all. About this being free. We want to jump down to where it says while the government. Come. While the government. Influenced by Libby, viewed this cult as a threat. Overall, Roman citizens questioned this harsh view of the cult of Bacchus. 
the, the, the Roman government was opposed to, 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 to this cult because um, the cult of Sybil, because it was putting women in power. That was putting women in positions of power. And they didn't want to challenge them. The, the Roman Senate was all male. It was all it, it was male dominated, as well from the Caesar to to the Senate. So that's why they was worried about this 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 cult, and that's why they weren't really worried about uh, any other things. But Roman citizens didn't see anything too wrong with the cult of Bacchus. Let's keep reading. Time. They considered it no different or less immoral than the worship of the Asia Minor goddess Sybil. The Roman citizens didn't think that the worship, the, the cult of Bacchus was anything more different or more immoral than the worship in, of the Asia Minor, of, in Asia, Asia Minor coming into Europe, of the goddess Sybil. That it was all similar. Reading on. Con. Actually, the major difference between the two was that the cult of Bacchus was never sanctioned by the Roman Senate while Sybil was. Yeah. Known as the great mother of Magna Mater, Sybil, whose chief sanctuary was at Pesinus. Now, was, remember, brothers and sisters, Pesinus was a city in, in Galatia. It was a major city in Galatia where, where Paul wrote the letter to the Galatians. Remember, Galatia was a region in, in northern modern-day Turkey that had like four or five cities connected to it. Pisinius was one of them. So Pisinius was like a capital in Galatia, which had a major worship of the cult Sybil. Reading on. Khan was one of the early female deities, first appearing in the province of Lydia, as a goddess of the mountains arriving from Persia, she made her initial appearance in Greece in the 5th century BCE with a temple in Athens, the Metrum. The Greeks identified her with the goddess Rhea, mother of the Olympians, and Demeter, the goddess of the harvest. While never achieving great popularity in Greece, the cult reached Rome around the end of the third century BCE. I, 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 I hope what we're reading is is, is 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 seeping in that she that this this goddess Sybil and her worship started around the fifth century BCE, five hundred years before Christ, with the Temple of Athens. She is identified with the goddess Rhea. Mother of the Olympians, the Olympian gods and goddesses, and Demeter, goddess of the harvest, another agricultural fertility god, goddess. While never uh, achieving great popularity in Greece, the cult reached Rome around the end of the 3rd century BCE. 300 years before Christ, the, the, before the Common Era, 300 years, this, the worship of the actual name Sybil was taking place. But before that, it was Rhea and Demeter going back to Egypt with Osiris and Isis and Astoreth and Astarte and Venus and Aphrodite 
going back to Ceramicus, Nimrod, Tammuz. We want to jump down to where it says the cult eventually achieves official recognition. Past the uh, past the, um, the the statue. Hold on, one second. Let me find it. Um, um. Okay, jump down to where it's um, all right, where, it, where it says the cult of Sybil in Rome, right? Okay, come on. Okay. The cult jump of down to where it Rome. says, uh, do you see where in red it says the Emperor Claudius? Come on. So starting at that sentence is where we're going to start at. Okay. Um, Uh, honoring civil would be built on Palatine Hill in 191 BCE. The cult eventually achieved official recognition during the reign of Emperor Claudius, 41 through 44 CE. Ultimately, her appeal as a Agarian goddess would enable her to find adherents in northern Africa as well as trans Salpine Gaul or Gaul. Gaul. This is where Gaul. The, the name this is where the name Galatians comes from. Going back to Gaul. All right. That she was an agrarian goddess. Again, agricultural nature, fertility goddess. All right. Uh we're gonna jump in and say due to its agricultural nature, if you can see that. Let me, Time. Let me, let me catch up. That's where we're gonna read from. Time. Due to its agricultural nature, her cult had tremendous appeal to the average Roman citizen, more so women than men. She was responsible for every aspect of an individual's life. She was the mistress of wild nature, symbolized by her constant companion, the lion. Not only was she... 
not only was she was a healer, she, not only was she a healer, she both cured and caused disease. But also the goddess of fertility and protectress in time of war, although it's interestingly not a favorite among soldiers, even offering immortality to her adherents. She is depicted in statues either on a chariot pulled by lions or enthroned carrying a bowl and drum wearing a mural crown flanked by lions. Followers of her cult would work themselves into an emotional frenzy and self-mutilate, symbolic of her lover's self-castration. That's the whole spirit, right? Because that's the, that's the whole spirit of what's going on right now is, is to demasculate. Yes. And giving women the power. Right, Wonder Woman. Well, not not demasculate, emasculate. I'm sorry. <laughs> Im- right, right. <laughs> I got caught up in the, in the you know, the uh, the self castration. So it, it, you know, but it, it's emasculate. Yes. We're gonna jump down to where to, to the article. It says Sybil and Addis. Con. Sybil and Addis. Important to the worship of Sybil was Addis, the Phrygian god of vegetation, also considered a resurrection god. What was Addis considered? A resurrection god. Come on, y'all. Resurrection? As a resurrection god, going back to Nimrod being resurrected by having sex, Nimrod being his son, Tammuz, who had sex with his mother, who was his wife, being resurrected. Come on, come on, y'all. A vegetation god, similar to the Greek Adonis. Reading on, reading on. Con. Supposedly, Addis was Sybil's lover, although some sources claim him to be her son. Say what now? <laughs> Some sources claim her claim him to be her son. Come on, y'all. A divine son that was impregnated by this by by this god by another god by by a spirit. Y'all see this, this this pagan origin where this pagan stuff is coming from? And mind you, the 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 worship of Sybil was started five hundred years before Christ. It became prominent in Rome 300 years before Christ. Are we really not putting these associations together of this thing about the, a spirit getting married, pregnant, giving birth to Christ? Like that is something that was just brand new? That whole concept is pagan. That reached around the whole planet before there was a Mary and a Jesus. 
And I'm not, I'm not denying Mary. I'm not denying Jesus. But as we're going to get into this, not today, but by the time we get to it, we're going to see, it's going to be evidently clear, Joseph had sex with Mary and brought forth their son, Jesus. Not this pagan witchcraft thing of a spirit or a God impregnating a mortal woman, giving birth to a divine child. Addis was Sibyl's lover, although some sources claim him to be her son. Come on. When Nimrod, being the husband of, of Ceramus, when he died, she somehow gets impregnated by her, her powerful husband Nimrod and gives birth to him again as Tammuz, him being reincarnated? I feel like we really don't, can't put these, put these concepts together, that that's pagan? Reading on, please, sir. Please. Con. Supposedly, Addis was Sybil's lover, although some sources claim him to be her son. Unfortunately, he fell in love with a mortal and chose to marry. According to one story, on the day of their wedding banquet, the irate and jealous goddess apparently struck panic into those who attended the wedding. Afraid for his own safety, no mention is made of his bride. The frightened groom fled to the nearby mountains where he gradually became insane, eventually committing suicide, but not before castrating himself. Regaining her own sanity, the remorseful Sybil appeals to Zeus to never allow Addis' corpse to decay. Myth claims that he would return to life during the yearly rebirth of vegetation, thus identifying Addis as an early dying and reviving God figure. Reading on, we, uh, uh, what says the cult of civil lasted? Uh, uh, we're going to go past the civilian festival? Yeah. Okay. In Rome, Sybil's popularity continued to flourish, partially due to her spring festival held in March. Some sources say April, called the Megalancia. Brothers and sisters, this, 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 the, the Code of Sybil, the Sibylline, read, it, read that one time, please, Time. In Rome, Sybil's popularity continued to flourish, partially due to her spring festival held in Sybil, Sybil had a festival in March. Are we really going to not associate or put together how also in March, around April, was the, the pagan festival of Easter, which goes back to a start day, which goes back to Ashtoreth, another queen of the heavens who had her festival being a fertility goddess, being an agricultural goddess, around the same time that in, around Easter, where you're dealing with the Easter egg bunny, 
are we going to really not put the association together with the heavy worship of Diana in Ephesus? Brothers and sisters, y'all get a chance. Do a Google search for the statue of the goddess Diana at Ephesus. You're going to see it's a woman who's got a hundred breasts going around her whole body. And these breasts look like eggs. Where you get the whole thing about Easter eggs from. Because she was a fertility goddess. That's why the bunny is associated with her. And her name of this goddess is called Easter. Ishtar. Astoreth. Astarte. Venus. Aphrodite. Rhea, Hera, Gaia. Come on, y'all. Please read that again, huh? please. Time. In Rome, Sybil's popularity continued to flourish, partially due to her spring festival held in March. Some sources say April called the Megalonesia. The festival included a public game. The, fe- the festival included public games as well as a theatrical performance at Circus Maximus. It began on March 15th with a procession of reed bearers, conifori, and a ritual sacrifice. The latter was for the successful planting of spring crops on March 22nd. After a week of fasting and purification, a pine tree, the symbol for Attis, was brought to Palatine Hill Temple. Later, there was a banquet, a day of joy of Hilaria, or Hilaria. Next came the day of blood, March 24th representing the castration and death of Attis. The celebration closed on the t- March 25th with a ritual bathed or lavation of Sybil's image. All of the cult's priests or gali were eunuchs, something that initially prevented Roman citizens from joining until the reign of Claudius, Roman law stated that no one could maintain his citizenship if he became a eunuch. Mm. Reading on. Sybil was one of, the, one of many cults that appeared in Rome. Some were considered harmless, the cult of Isis, for example, and allowed to survive while others, like Bacchus, were seen as a serious threat to the Roman citizens and was persecuted. So the cult of ISIS, going back to, to, to Egypt, reading on. Con. Of course, almost all of these cults disappeared with the arrival of Christianity. No, they didn't. They got in a world with Christianity. Many of the Israelites that had grew up in, in the Greco-Roman Empire, the Greco-Empire, the Roman Empire, 
and all these uh, metropolis and these cities where these cults and these practices were prevalent, and coming into Christianity, they made correlations and, 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 uh, and assignments, and a lot of these same pagan, holiday, pagan traditions continued. They just call it Christianity. Not what the apostles were teaching, not what Christ taught, but the intermingling of paganism with the name Christ, with the name Mary. Reading on. Con. When Rome became the center of this new religion, the cult of civil lasted until the 4th century CE, at which time Christianity dominated the religious landscape and pagan beliefs and rituals gradually became transformed or discarded to suit the new faith. Did, did, did y'all catch that part that you tried to speak now? Pagan <laughs> beliefs and rituals gradually became what? Transformed. Transformed. Or discarded. So that, that's a, that's a big-ass difference, bro. <laughs> to transform or discard? Hell yeah. yeah to, to discard means to throw away, to do away with. Right, but to transform, <laughs> but it, 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 am I just being transphobic? <laughs> That's subtle as hell. Now we now we understand why the scripture uh, in uh, Genesis chapter three says that the beast was the most subtle <laughs> beast in the field, bro. Time. Tricky, cunning, crafty, clever, deceitful, lying ass. <laughs> it is right in our face. That's the thing, is that the influence is so enriched that our people are drunk. Yes. You know, and I, I'm getting this because I was I was I was working, you know, and uh, our people coming in, coming in and buying candy. And this is for the kids, as 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 you were you were bringing out earlier. This is for the kids. It's for the kids. It's for the kids. That's the catch. The kids are the root. The kids are the root. So if it's for the kids, it will be it 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 in the future the influence we're 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 teaching our kids. We're all under the we're, we're not all under the influence, but you know Israel on a whole is under this influence that's going straight to the root of the nation, which is the children. Time. And like the scripture says, train up a child where he should go, and we get to always not going to depart. Huh. But please go to um, as as as, as times like remind upon us, Second uh, Corinthians chapter, um, Saint Corinthians, chapter eleven, verse thirteen. Second Corinthians, chapter eleven. And verse 13, 
reads, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. Okay. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. So here we have false apostles transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And we have Satan himself transformed into an angel of light. Paul was trying to warn this about this type of stuff when he wrote these letters to the people of Corinth and about the fornication and the things that they was doing in Corinth. But it was prevalent throughout all Asia. When we asked chapter 19, it was prevalent throughout all Asia and Europe, these type of things being transformed into this is what Christ is about. This is what that, that Satan himself transformed to an angel of light. And brothers and sisters, this is prevalent to, to today, November 1st, 2023. It's prevalent to this very day. Look at the drug epidemic that, that, that is rampant. Not just, you know, with modern day like fentanyl or whatever else that's going on today. We can go back throughout our history of our people. If it, if it was fentanyl, it was crack, it was, it was heroin, it was uh, uh, opium, uh, t- tobacco, that drug use to relieve the mind. I mean, drug use has been pushed in amongst our people for centuries. And to give ourselves over to, the, if it was the speakeasies, to give ourselves over to the, uh, the late-night juke joints where we're going and, and we are just getting wild. Being, you know, th- those fast-ass girls out there just, just hussies, strumpets, We've had this type of, 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 of what, what do I want to say, behavior. <laughs> All this shit ain't new. Going up in these churches, as we was going over, and, and we'll continue to go over, what Paul was trying to warn us about in Corinth, that fornication, that one of the things that was going on is that women would be leading, leading these temples and just speaking in tongues. And getting themselves in such a frenzy that it was down to be like having an orgasm. If we don't see the same thing where, where, where a person will so-called catch the Holy Spirit in churches today, behind the singing of the women, behind the leading of the women, which is no different than if you look at somebody, a black church today, and somebody catching the Holy Spirit in the black church today, how is it any different? If you were to turn the, the volume off and just watch a black church where, where people are catching the Holy Spirit and then come back and watch a video of a voodoo ceremony, the only difference would be that the voodoo ceremony might actually be in a, uh, outside under a, a canopy or something. But it'd be the exact same action. Shaking and screaming uncontrollably, 
and this spirit, this thing, jumping from one, one person to another. It'd be the exact same thing. And then by the time you now come back and add the music with the voodoo ceremony, it would just be the drums. It might be the drums and the voices of the women getting this, the chants going, getting all these chants going. It would be some drums, uh, some congos. Uh, it, might, it, might, it might be some string instruments. But now just take it to a church, it's organ music, which is what? Strings. Which is, there's the drums. There's that beat going on and the chanting. It's the exact same thing. Brother Gabar, we, we heard the 60 seconds. Do you have anything to add, say, or, or, or comment about anything we've been over? And, uh, brothers, the water for reading today, it, it helps out a lot. It really does. Anything that, that to, please, if you got anything to add, comment, um, epiphany, any, any damn thing, it, it helps me out. Con, um. And I'm asking you because you had to pull away to the plantation, and I know you've been listening to classes, but you participated in this, so I'm just wondering what revelations you might have to share with anybody right now. Con, um, the, the the thing is, is if we go if we if we go to Ephesians two and two, because earlier you mentioned it it's. It, it's in all the media. It's it, 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 it's in all. It, there's not a show that you can watch these days that you know the influence of the LGBTQ, the influence of the fear, especially you know with Halloween being yesterday. But like every. We're being the, you know, they 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 first brought it in through the humor. It's 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 all very very subtle. It's, it, we're 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 drunk with it as a as a nation. And I just wanted to to um to go to Ephesians two and verse two because this is all. As as we were reading all this murder and ritual, this is all contrary. This is all contrary to to the works that need to be done in order to get to the kingdom of the heavenly Father. It's it's all of this stuff, all of this influence is contrary to the Most High in Christ. So when you read Ephesians two and verse two, it says, "Where in time past ye walked according to the course of this world." Meaning, I know when I was young, before I came into the truth, I had a couple of Halloweens, trick-or-treating, um, the movies, the yeah. night we came home, Halloween. We, we all went to the movies. We, 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 we all did that. How, would, how did we do it? It was through the media at the time. Yeah. We didn't have you know, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter, Twitter. We didn't have that. But we did have the radio. We had the TV. And that's, that's, that's how they got in. That's, that's where the influence is coming in. So it says, according to the course of the world, where we 
We we all did it. According to the prince of the power of the air. The prince of the power of the air is the the ones who run the media, the news, the websites, TikTok, Facebook. That's the prince of the air. What do they say when you come on the radio? You're on the air. <laughs> the sure. breakfast club. All the music is all contrary. And the best part of this, not, not the best part, but but the, the, the most understanding that I get out of the scripture is the spirit, the influence that now worketh in the children. Because that's the root, right? That's, that's, that's the root, right, Mishabu? Yes, it is. The, that's the catch. The children and the children of disobedience. That, that's what we're hooked on. That's, you know, if that makes, you know, any sense. That, that's, that's the epitome. <laughs> so it, it's not about we're not being hooked on phonics. Kind, <laughs> kind, brother. But it is appreciated. It is much appreciated. All right, brothers and sisters. Um, that is going to bring us to the end of this episode. Uh, I do want to thank everybody who did get a chance to tune in. Uh, let me pull up my website here. Um, we will continue this. On well, um, as everybody might know, this coming Saturday um, is my mother-in-law's uh, going home. Uh, uh, we're observing her going home uh, as, as far as uh, going back to the father. That's gonna be this this Saturday, and I will be in travel uh, Sunday and Monday. So uh, hopefully, we'll be able to get back to blog talk on. Tuesday with Brother Tyler Powell with Tyler Powell Tuesdays and then if most I said the same most I willing I will come back on Wednesday next Wednesday uh, and we're going to continue this series it's going to be Idol of the Gentiles uh, beginning of spiritual fornication part five all right um, tonight being Wednesday as well appreciate uh, the YouTube channels uh, Sport of Truth um, uh, Class starting at 7:30, uh, and it's also Wednesday. Uh, the Streaming Wisdom uh, Houston is, is uh, has class now on YouTube as well, starting at seven. All right. Uh, uh, any, any, any other announcements, the uh, uh, bar you can think of? Um. No, you, you, uh, I believe you, 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 you covered, you, you, you covered, uh, you know, covered everything. Um, that we need to be, that we need to be aware of that's coming up. Um, I don't, I don't have anything else on, on, on that. Cool, cool, cool. Well, that, are you, are, you, are you going to, are you going to Albuquerque? Is that, is that where it's, or, or? No, it's in, in Georgia. It's in Georgia. Okay, time, time, okay. 
All right, then, so with that, uh, brothers and sisters, uh, thank everybody for tuning in. Um, stay prayed up. Stay, stay in the spirit. Uh, stay, stay studying. Stay strong in the faith. Just facing the words of the Most High, the words of, words of Christ. And remember, he said, in our patience, possess we our souls. All right? That, that, and from Romans chapter 15, verse 5, that our God is a God of patience and consolation. So if we remain in his image, we've got to apply that patience, especially in these times coming up, these times that we're facing. We gotta be patient. We gotta be patient. All right, with that, brothers and again, thank you for tuning in. My name is Mashaba. My name is Gabar Kowal. And for Bible Talk, we would like to say shalom. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.